everybody. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter, here with T-Rex. What's up? And uh, Jake, actually, Jake's not with us. He'll be here next week. He just had surgery on his eye uh, from that fight with Robbie. And, Yikes. But he's, uh, he's doing well. He's doing well. Uh, I spoke to him. He's in, he's in good he, spirits. Good spirits. And uh, he actually, you know, he's one of these guys. It's like He's like, he's annoyed because everyone's like, Calling him, hey man, are you okay? You know, like as if someone yeah. died or something. And he, <laughs> right. You know, it's like a sport, and that's how you have to look at things. Um, but uh, I had a good week. I did um, did a show on Wednesday night at uh, Inside Jokes Comedy Club, the Russell Simmons show. Oh, yeah. How was that? All deaf digital. Yeah, it was all deaf digital, and uh, you know, it was a very urban crowd, right? That's, right. that's a politically correct way of saying black, right? It was a very urban crowd, and uh, <laughs> it was. It, I had a, I had a really good set afterwards. Brandy came up to me, the singer, oh, really? Brandy, and nice. she's like, "You're my new favorite comic. Oh my god, you're so funny." I didn't. I didn't know it was I, I as I'm talking I'm like this is freaking Brandy you know I, right. I used to kind of have a crush on her sort of when I, when I was when I was younger and she looked she looks hot yeah. so I was like so uh, do you have a boyfriend and she's like no I don't believe in love and I'm oh like, my god I was like, how not, horrible is that I don't believe in love like, that's not true I actually saw your I actually heard your music you know I'm like the boy is yours that's what I said <laughs> and um and then so. I'm like sort of hitting on her, and then I was like, "Hey, maybe we should go out sometime." And uh, she was like, "No, but I'll definitely follow you on Facebook, on Twitter, and I'll follow oh you on Instagram." Oh my god! You asked Brandy out on a date. I you, did. You got balls, man. I love it. Yeah, and then like she was, because I was like, "What am I gonna lose? What, what do I have to lose here?" You know. Right. So besides your dignity, yeah, which I don't have much of that anyway. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> I went up to her. I was like, uh, "Listen, uh, even if we don't date, can we just procreate?" Right. And she just looked at me like I was crazy, and then laughed. Oh, we don't have to procreate, but we can practice, right? Yeah, that's what I, I should have said. I needed you back there. <laughs> right. Your hype, hype man. Like my hype man. It was one of those things. I figured, like when I went to, I did that story. I went to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, to yeah. perform for the military. Yeah. And I'm there. I've done with, it. It's beautiful there. Oh, you've been there? Yeah. It was me, Nima Williams, Roddy Perry's comedians. I thought you said it was a comedy show. <laughs> so and. Uh, <laughs> And while we're on this uh, this ferry going over to Cuba, the, we realized the Victoria's Secret models were with us. Like oh my God. Adri- Adrena Lima, uh, Salida Eubanks, and Marissa Miller. Like, but we didn't know Salida who they were. Salida Eubanks. Because, but the thing is that it hadn't come out yet, the whole uh, Sports Illustrated. Right. So I was like, dude, I got nothing to lose here. Because if I... Started propositioning all of them? Well, yeah, I went up to them. I'm like, if I get dissed, I'll get dissed by the Victoria's Secret supermodels. Like, what right. am I... Oh, wow, ooh. You know, like, uh, that's right. like getting dissed by a... You know, ten point, you know, a ten out of ten. Give me a break. Right. So I was hitting on them, right? And things were going well, actually. I I almost had a shot because I invited. I figured I'm not okay. If we're on land, I have no shot. But we're in on an of, island. Yeah, it was just between me and the and the, and the Taliban. I mean, who are they gonna pick? So. <laughs> right. So I'm like talking to them, and they were gonna come to our show. Everything was great, and then Nima Williams screwed it up. He he was like, oh, no. he, hit on, he was like being rude to Slade Eubanks, and they got into a fight, and then we got banned no, from talking to them. Come on, are you serious? Yeah, because it was it was just this whole thing. What happened was I went up to Marissa Miller. There's a whole line of soldiers uh, to take pictures of them, and it's me and this guy Frank Lucero, who's a Mexican comedian. I go, Marissa, can you take a picture? And she's like, okay. So then I gave her my camera, and her take a picture of me and Frank. That's hilarious. And everyone was laughing and ha ha ha, and she she giggled, and everything was cool but then Nima did the same thing to Salida and then he's like yeah afterwards I'm gonna cut out your mouth and, and have sex with it and she's like who the hell you think you are and then we got banned that was uh that was, wow yeah. yeah it was crazy but it was that was anyway so that was uh that was Tuesday and then I, I actually that was um, Wednesday that was Wednesday that was my show Wednesday <laughs> uh, last night I did the, the parlor in Hollywood you know the parlor yeah I've done that Jay Davis Jesus Christ the most beautiful women 
I've ever seen in my life. And the only if way... If there's people there. If, no, this place was packed. Last it was night like, was, oh, last night... I've been there before when it's been packed, and I've been there before when you walk in, you're like, did they cancel the show this week? No, it's still going on. Yeah, that was last week, actually. But this week, it was packed, and it was one of those things where I'm like, this is the only way I'd ever get these girls to listen to me is through comedy. This is one of the... Like, <laughs> right. If I ever tried to talk to these people normally, I would get drinks thrown out my face or, you know... It was, uh, it was, I had a date actually, and I was like, I'm not leaving here. This is <laughs> 10 times hotter than my date. At, at <laughs> That's home. hilarious. Oh, I actually, uh, yeah, I, I, I got a, I got a little booty in the night. Can I say, is that? Congratulations. And, but it was one of those things where uh, afterwards. If Jake, if you're listening, he's not rubbing it in. He's just, um, yeah. you know, talking about his life. It was what one he's of those doing. things after we had sex, the girl goes, oh man, that was fun. I like it when guys orgasm quick. I was like, oh, wow. oh man, that was. Well, isn't that the whole purpose? I don't understand that when girls say you came too quickly. Like, the, we're both trying to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not like a race. But, uh, but uh, I was sort right. of... I just beat you to the punch. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. Uh, the other way... <laughs> I, I got I stuff to do. I, 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 there wasn't a high five there with me. I, was, <laughs> I actually took it like an insult. Like, really? All right, let's go again. I was, right. like, I was like, all right, give me 10 more minutes to recover. Right. We're going round two. Round two, you can show off a little bit. Round two, I was good. Right. Round two, I was the dope. You had to, I had to give away... You know how fighters give away the first round? Right. It was a feeling out process. It was <laughs> sort of a feeling Was it a 10-8 round? Uh, it was and it was like, yeah, I, I definitely went down a couple times in the first round. But <laughs> on her? Yeah, on her and nice. myself. So it was one of those strange things that was. Uh, so uh, another thing is, how was your weekend? My weekend was great, man. My birthday was Friday. Um, Happy birthday. Thank you so much. 60. Uh, 65. Yes. And uh, yeah, I went out with some friends. Uh, we ended up going to this like Cuban restaurant bar and got hammered there a little bit. Then met up with Craig Robinson over at the Mint, watched this band play. Got hammered there. Then they opened the improv up and let us come in there and drink, even though it was closed. That's uh, awesome. Eddie was there. And so he's like, yeah, come on in. Nice. So first we, time at the improv. Yeah. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> and so I uh, had a good time there. And then Saturday night again, um, my wife and I and uh, three other couples got a limo and um, and went to uh, Nobu. And Craig met us there again. Look at you. And then uh, a couple things. N- Nobu was cool and uh, ended up getting hammered there because we we spent 1600 bucks for all the couples' meals and and. Then we left there. We were starving, so we went past Tommy Burgers. Oh no, Fat Burgers! How horrible is that? You spend sixteen hundred bucks, and everybody's still hungry. So we go to <laughs> we go to Fat Burgers, get food there, and then go to uh, then we go to the Sky Bar, get hammered there, go back to the place where our kids were. My wife is carrying my five year old daughter down the steps, missed steps, falls and breaks her foot in four places. The metal tarsal bones on top of her foot. No way! How, yeah, how, was your kid okay? Yeah, she was fine, but my daughter was. I mean, my uh, my wife's foot is destroyed, and so now she's uh, hobbling around the house and she's all convalescent, and she's like, she might as well have a bell. Ringing the bell. Ding, 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 ding. Oh man! I have to go to the bathroom. Can you take me? I'm like, is this what it's gonna be like in like 30 years? Oh, and worst she was, birthday ever! Right? She was like, oh yeah. She's like, let you break your foot now. I'm putting you in hospice. Uh, <laughs> wow. Like, so anyway, yeah. So everything other than that, though, man, it was a fun birthday Maybe weekend. You could call like a racehorse and just put her out of her misery. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I told her that I was like, you know, if you were a horse, I would have shot you. Oh man. She was like, well, then I'd have a broken foot and a gunshot wound. Oh god. <laughs> I don't know if she got the joke. You're gonna make glue out of your wife. Oh, that's rough. Well, that you know, whatever. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank Sound, you. Thank you. Thank good. you. I actually I got tickets. Uh, the guy who um, 
uh, this guy Rich Slayton, he he books this thing, University of MMA, and they had a fight the oh, other wait night. Oh, wait a minute. Didn't he do yeah, a podcast? Yeah, he came on our that. podcast, and I like went to it Sunday. It was cool. I got like front row tickets. I was right behind Gokor. Thanks for seeing if I wanted to come. I, I only had one ticket. I took Augustino um, from the Ha Ha, and uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was it was awesome. It was crazy though, being that close to a fight because it was like one guy who got choked out really quick, who was like the favorite, and then he got up and he's like, "I wasn't out. I wasn't out," but he was like clearly out, you know. Right. But in his, <laughs> in his mind, the corner pad. <laughs> Yeah, like the quarter pad, like the ref. Yeah, but in his mind, he had no idea he was out. It was right. like, it was that that referee with those, you know, that guy who looks like Wiley Coyote. Yeah, with the long yeah, he Yosemite was, Sam. Yosemite uh, Sam, right? The handlebar, yeah. Yeah, he was he was the ref, and uh, it was fun. I saw Jesse Taylor. JT oh, Money, he was cornering some guy. Actually, he was cornering the guy who thought he wasn't out. And I was like, and I was like, JT, I knew him from like Twitter, basically. We follow each other. He's like, Adam. He's in the World Series now. Yeah, he's in the World Series. Yeah. I, I go, it was great seeing you. Uh, and I wrote on Twitter, it was great seeing you. Just Taylor, he, knew, he didn't even kick out my window. <laughs> which uh, he, he was Right, like, he did he, it the, on the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. And <laughs> then he was like, yeah, there were no links there. Oh, a UFC fighter. Yeah, that was so funny. But he seems like he's doing well, JT. Yeah. Uh, I love the guy, but he's got the worst looking chin. Huh? JT Money? <laughs> yeah, his chin goes like from his tip of his chin to his nipples. It's like, you can't choke him out because there's no neck. Really? It's, you haven't seen his I know. Like, I, I didn't even notice his chin. <laughs> Cool guy though. I was I was just happy that he knew my name. I was I was like really? J- yeah. I was sort of like JT Money. So that that was it was, it was cool seeing him. It was, it was actually a fun event. It was weird though. It's weird seeing amateur MMA because on one hand it's you know it's really cool and it gives these guys a a feeling of like what it's going to be like in the pros. And you need on the other hand you know these guys are not getting paid and you can get seriously hurt. Oh yeah. And, I almost wish there was headgear in it because, and I know that would kind of not be realistic to have headgear. That might actually do people disservice. But like right. in, the, in the amateur boxing circuit, they have headgear, but it's sort of there is some sort of strange feeling. I'm not sure how I feel about it because I would like these guys to get paid. They're right. the ones we're all here. They're, they probably have to sell tickets because it's you know one of those things where they need to fill the room. It's a bringer, it's kind of a bringer, yeah, a bringer MMA thing. On the other hand, you know. Like when Rich was saying, these guys do need to, you they do need to know. Hey, is is this really for me? Is this something that I really want to do? Like there was a guy Owen three who got who who tried like a a a, a, a crane kick off the, the, the yeah. karate kid yeah, thing and, and then fell on his ass. Hilarious. And then the guy just jumped on him and choked him out in three seconds. Yeah. You know, maybe MMA isn't for you. No, and then he was dancing afterwards. Like it was like who let that guy fight? Right. You know. On the other hand. I don't know. So it's sort of uh, I, I'm I'm kind of on the fence. It was definitely cool. I was happy to see the tickets, and I was happy to go. And thank you for the tickets. And I had a really good time. On the other hand, I do wish there was some sort of you know payment for these guys. Right. You know. But poor uh, dudes. Poor dude. Well, that's what it is. But it, you know, it was it was cool seeing. Um, but it was funny because this the, this guy who won the belt, right? There was a guy who uh, who uh, won the belt. Yeah. And he was a, a a black gentleman. He's in the he's in the he's in the cage. And then this woman comes up to him with with his baby, and she's like, "Oh, daddy won." So I go to Augustino. I go, "Yo, he's she's probably gonna tell him that it's his." Right. You know, as like a, as, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like a joke. Now that he won. Yeah, now that he won. If, if he lost, <laughs> right. she was she'd be out. So then I told her the joke. I'm like, "I thought you were gonna say it's his," and she didn't laugh at all. I, I bombed. <laughs> It was the most awkward five minutes. Was it a fat white woman? No, no, no. It was, it was cute. But then the guy was like, "Hey, my the, the guy in in the octagon or in, in the cage was like, hey, well, I want to thank everybody to come. I got my baby here and my fiance. And I'm like, this is so funny. It's now it's like my baby and my fiance. It used to right. be like my wife, and my kid. Right. I got my like, side chick here with our, <laughs> yeah, with, like, with our baby, yeah, with was, our love child. Yeah, right. It was funny. It was a fun. It was a fun experience. I had a good time.
That's All awesome. Right. Yeah, live MMA is fun. Oh, man. So in, in Ultimate Fighter news, actually in UFC news, so did you see, watch the fights on Saturday night? Saturday during the day and Saturday night? No, I was running around like a maniac. There was basically 12 hours of MMA. It, was, it started at 9 o'clock in the morning, UFC from Berlin. Right. And then it went all the way to 11 at night, the UFC in Brazil. So like the hours were completely... Con- right. And like the first one was on Fight Pass. And there, was, there were some good fights, some really good fights. C.B. Dalloway uh, has never lost. He's beaten everybody abroad. He's he's won all his fights abroad. I, he I like, beat up abroad. It, that, that, that was my joke. Thank you though. For, I was gonna say, unfortunately, uh, the same thing can be said about Chris Brown. But but so, Steve Dalloway is looking great. He's yeah. actually looking really good. And um, there was one guy who fought. I don't know if DJ will help me out. There was a guy in Berlin who who won. Who's a sitcom star and he's an actor. He's jacked and he's got all. He's a model. And he won. I want to say his Nick, maybe Nick something. And he wins. And then he starts going to the crowd doing this kind of weird chant. And everyone's chanting. And I was like, it really felt like we were in like World War II. It was just, <laughs> yeah. And that's the people were writing. That's the people were writing on Twitter like this guy just started World War Three. That's and hilarious. And I, I like wrote. I actually wrote like my grandfather is watching this with me. <laughs> He just ran into the closet and came back out in full army full black. Gear. Yeah, full gear. And then I, I tweeted that. And then the UFC, whoever this is, a UFC account wrote, ha ha, prove it, right? right. And I go, oh, I wish I, I was going to like call I an old guy. Of, yeah, right. I was going to find an old picture of a guy, but I was like, ah, it's a little too much. Right. Like, I couldn't believe <laughs> the guy was laughing. It was, it was the scariest. That was pretty scary. That was a moment that, that, was, that was actually very scary. But uh, Mar- Mark Munoz got destroyed by Musasi. Jeez, the, the, gay guard the, Musasi is an. He's an assassin. He's an assassin, and he has no expression. He's one. He has like almost that like Fedor, like where a crow cop type. Crow yeah. cop Fedor. He just he's just, just looks bored when he's in there beating the hell out of you. Right, head kind of cocked to the side a little bit. Like, come on. Yeah, and Mark Munoz, who I told I worked with on that at Wrecking Ball, and couldn't be a nicer guy. I'm a Filipino wreck. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes, <laughs> couldn't be a nicer guy. Great yeah. guy. Uh, I almost. I hate to say that like fighting intervention might be uh, uh, here, but it's almost like you don't want to see this guy continue. Continue because he's taking. You look at the the the, the beatings that he's taken. Chris Weidman over Chris Weidman, Matt Hamill, that kick to the head that Matt Hamill gave him. God. Uh, the, the the fight he had against uh, his, his last fight. Who who did he fight? He fought uh, Machida. You know that uh, Machida knocked him out or knocked him down, hurt him pretty bad. And, and even the fights that he's won, like the, the Tim Boach fights and some of those, the wars that he's won, they still have been kind of wars, right. you know? So still, still still, sustaining damage. Someone said he wants one more fight when the UFC goes to the Philippines and that's it, him being Philippines, which makes sense. Right. But I just feel like, like it might not be, it might, it might be time to hang it up. And uh, like there are certain guys where I, I think that like with Jake, with Jake, with Jake, I think Jake's problem is more mental than physical. Yeah. You know, I think that first round he kind of gave it away a little bit. He was in his head. He was in his head against in the Rory fight, even in the in the Jay Haran fight, he was in his head a little bit. Whereas I think with Mark Munoz, it's clearly physical. I just don't think he has what he once had. And the guy's, you know, two-time All-American, probably the best Filipino wrestler of all time, um, amazing fighter. He just doesn't seem to have to to be at that level with those monsters and. 
I'm not knocking Mark Munoz, and I and I, I I love Mark Munoz, but for his own health, I think maybe you know I'm sure he's probably saved money, and you know, I know he's got four kids, and the problem he's I also think, got his gym. I mean, it's not like gym. he's gonna be he's not gonna be struggling for money. The problem I think is that these guys don't want to go out with a loss, right? And they say like in comedy, you're only as good as your last show, and and fighting, you're only as good as your last fight. And these guys can win 20 fights, but it's that last fight they lose that. That's the one that eats him alive, and I know Mark is the kind of guy that the stuff eats him alive. So right. if if he does fight, I would I would like to see him against a guy like maybe Bisbing or somebody that uh, that even if, if he loses, he's not gonna get. <laughs> not that Bisbing doesn't have punching power. Right, he's not gonna but, get. Uh, but a guy that beat, beat the hell up. Yeah, which Bisbing can beat the hell out of people too. So it's not right. I'm not knocking on Bisbing. But there was a you know a thing of, <laughs> of 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 too much MMA. I mean, I spent twelve hours on my couch. Uh, Watching MMA on Saturday. I'm Did jealous of that, actually. Really? Yeah, I'm running I felt around like, like a... crazy with the kids with all their activities. I wish I could sit down for 12 hours. I felt like such a bum. I'm sitting there <laughs> watching the baddest people ever. Watch, <laughs> hunched up. over my thing. I'm gonna have to watch it on Fight Pass. I have to see. I have to see my gut. I can't even lie down. I have to <laughs> sit over watching, watch, and I have to look at my belly while watching this. And and then I'm, you know. And then, and then there's boxing on in between. So I don't know because it was Carl Frotch. It was fight. It was boxing. It was a good boxing match actually. So I didn't even get up for that. And I'm just like, what am I doing with my life? Because right. you know what? If this was and on watching other people in shape, watching people in shape, <laughs> and then I don't even know how many people are. I hate to say it. Like even the Ultimate Fighter Brazil. I didn't watch the Ultimate Fighter Brazil. So I mean, as much as it was great that these guys won, I, I didn't really watch it. Right. And uh, so that's another thing. Saturday night there was a. Uh, it was some. There was some good fights on Saturday night as well. Stipe Miocic just destroyed yeah, Fabio he's a, Maldonado. He's, he's a beast, man. I love Stipe. I first got introduced to Stipe through Daniel. Oh, really? Yeah, Dan, Daniel knew who he was before anybody, and was telling me all about him. Well, like, we had him dude. on the show, and the guy is probably one of the worst interviews. <laughs> I hate to say. <laughs> And, I, and I'm not saying he's a terrible interview because, but he's such a nice human being. Right. He's such a great human being. The guy is a, like a full-time firefighter. He's like an EMT. He didn't want to badmouth anybody. He didn't want to yeah. talk about any pussy no, that he gets. No controversial. No contra. And that's the the thing that I think is he's a hard sell because yeah. he's not gonna he's gonna beat you. For the most part, he's going to beat you. He's beaten almost everybody. Right. I think he's lost like one or two fights, and he's not going to sell tickets. You, know, you think he needs to take like trash talking one on one or he needs to, something to sell tickets? I don't think people even know he's American. I mean, he guy's from Cleveland, but his name is his name is Stipe Miocic. People think he's like Croatian, right. and they assume he's not even from America. They're, right. And I, I think that uh, I remember the first time I heard him talk, I was like, dude, I thought this dude was going to be like, I'm going to go there and destroy guys. Yeah, the guy's from Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> he's a two sport athlete. He played baseball for Cleveland State, and he uh, he wrestled. He's an all-American wrestler. The guy could not be a nicer guy. Yeah, nicest guy. I and a great human being. Interview as far as like maybe I caught him on a. Uh, he just seems like a nice guy. He's a guy that <laughs> just wants to fight, and he's a tough guy to sell. Which is why when he was supposed to fight Dos Santos and Dos Santos pulled out, they couldn't get anybody to fight him. Like what, what? No, that's in the heavyweight division in the UFC. They had to pick a guy, Fabio Maldonado, who I think is probably like two and two in his last four fights. He's fat. Uh, he he's he's a good bo great boxer, tough dude. He's not a heavyweight, and they bump him up there. And what do you think happened? He got destroyed. Thirty seconds in, he goes. He goes. Come on, man. Thir Thirty seconds 30 in. Thirty seconds. He goes in there with his hands down, just so winging punches. Stipe lands two punches, and the guy's pretty much out. And 
you know, not that Fabio's not an entertaining guy or a great fighter and a ton of heart, but you can't do that with. First of all, I feel like the UFC should have found another heavyweight, a better guy. And granted, it's you know hindsight's twenty twenty. It could Unless have been, you drink it, as much as I do, then even that's blurry. It could have been the. It could, yeah, <laughs> it, it could have been a a, a, a a war. By the way, Jake's eye. He told me when he got knuckled into his eye, he was seeing five of Robbie Lawler's, and uh, he had to have surgery in his eye. So that's why when he looked at the ref, he was like, "What's going on?" His eye really gave out. So, but I just mentioned that. But you. you there had to have been another guy you could have got. Brandon Schaub, uh, I mean, Ben Rothwell, Gabriel Gonzaga. It's so funny that you just said that, Ben, ben Rothwell. I, was, I, I swear, like 20 seconds ago, I was just thinking about Ben Rothwell. I mean, the thing is, it is in Brazil, and they wanted to get a Brazilian. And how many Brazilians heavyweights are there? There's like, what, Verdum, and there's Dos Santos. You could have just gave Ben Rothwell a Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> on his chest, give him a Brazilian wax on his chest. Yeah, I mean, so that's the thing. They were trying to sell tickets in Brazil. I mean, what are you going to do? You, you've sold the tickets. Dos Santos is out. You need a Brazilian heavyweight. I, I get it, but I still think that you, you can't put a guy, a 185-pounder guy, who's fat as a fat 185, and then throw him up there. It, it just it doesn't work. I mean, look at what happened even in Bellator with Tito. I mean, Tito Ortiz, who hadn't won, a, won one fight in nine years, destroys Shalanko. One fight in nine years uh, and destroys them. So it's just a matter of when you're when you're dealing with guys who's just too big. It's not like you can bump a guy 140 or you know a 135 pounder up to you know to to 140. It's it's just it's just not. Yeah. Anyway, so that's 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 what happened there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on right now between. So Vanderlei Silva, you heard what happened with Belfort and Chael. No, I, that's why I love having you on the show because we have a guy who doesn't follow MMA, so I could actually tell people for the first time. <laughs> so, so all right. So it was supposed to be Vanderlei Silva versus Chael yeah. at UFC 175. That's what was supposed to happen. Well, supposedly they went to drug test Vanderlei Silva, and he ran out the door and ran away. Shut up. So no, really? that's that's the word on the street. That's what happened. That's that that that, that according to Chael says that he the guy runs away. So now it's Vitor Belfort versus Chael Sonnen. Like Vitor's gonna come back clean. Well, the, that's when you know you have problems when you when you don't take a drug test and they replace you with Vitor Belfort with the known drug use. Yeah, a, a guy a guy whose testosterone once filed a restraining order for being too abusive. That's that's the guy they put ahead of you. I mean, really, really, that's like it's like not taking a weed test and Snoop Dogg is the guy they they right. like bring in. So yeah, yeah. So Vitor Belfort is now fighting Chael Sonnen now. Vanderlei made a video, a, a response video, to the saying he didn't know that uh, n- that that nobody spoke uh, Portuguese, and he was just trying to find someone who spoke Portuguese. On. So, man, Vanderlei speaks English. <laughs> he speaks. He's from. He lives in Vegas. Yeah. So, <laughs> I've talked to him on numerous occasions. I understand everything he's saying. So he's saying that that's that's not what happened. <laughs> so now, so now the UFC was very upset with Vanderlei. They didn't cut him. I guess they tried to cut him, but he ran away from that too. So. <laughs> So what happened now is that now it's going to be Vitor versus Chael. And, uh, you know, I think this is a much more dangerous fight for Chael, I think. But this is, this is TRT less Belfort. So, I mean, Vitor Belfort is a guy that you can get in, into his head. You're gonna, he's going to show up looking like Cole Miller. <laughs> well, you look at all the fights that he's lost, Vitor Belfort. It's, it's never been in the first round. You know, it seems like you can. He kind of gives up, not gives up, but he, he can kind of break him if you get past one round. This is what Chael told me. You know, 
Chael's like, you get past the first round, you could beat them. It's that first round that you're going to have to like yeah, the, weather, weather the storm. Weather that storm, right. However, it's a tougher fight for Chael. A much tougher fight for Chael. I don't know. Uh, I don't know who you wins. You gotta this. love Chael, man. You, you gotta love <laughs> Chael's willingness to fight anybody. He but at a he certain point, care. he doesn't care. Number one. However, at a certain point, you look at his, the fight with Rashad Evans. You look at the fight with John Jones. Y- yeah, granted, you respect a guy willing to go in there and take a beating. But do you you also want to see a guy <laughs> be competitive? And you know, <laughs> so uh, you know. And I, I think I think Chael can take Vitor. I think Chael could beat both of them at the same time. It just sucks. I wanted to see, you know. And then Vanley doesn't show up to the Ultimate Fighter finale. He, he didn't show up. He went to a bar to watch it. And it was, I think he, some, of his, some of his teammates were fighting, right? The guys he was coaching were fighting. And he, doesn't show, he, he went to a bar to watch it. So Vanley Silva right now is probably the, uh, it's funny because when they started the Ultimate Fighter, it was supposed to be Chael was the, the villain and Belfort and, and, and Vanderlei was the, the hero. And that swapped. Right. Because now it seems like the Brazil Chael, look, I've dealt with Chael. He is a good guy. A really here's a guy who, when he was still fighting for the title, and a guy who was fighting John Joe, uh, fighting uh, even after the Anderson Silva first fight. Here's a celebrity every day is picking up kids that are like middle school kids, taking them to wrestling practice, and driving every one of them home because their parents couldn't do it. I mean. Yeah, he's a good guy. LeBron James is not doing that, too. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> People in other sports are not doing that. He's not doing it for his own kids. <laughs> yeah. So it just, it just shows you how good of a guy Chael is. And I know that he sometimes rubs people the wrong way and, you know, some of the stuff he says. But you got to look at him as, like, he's, he's a guy who knows how to sell tickets. And you have to be able to get the gimmick. Right. You know, Chael's a good, good dude. And after my, after my comedy show that he came to, he texted me, like, 20 times the next day all my jokes that he liked That's and great. that was to me that was that was really cool that That's was really cool. really cool so uh another debacle that's going on is john jones so john jones was supposed to fight gustafson and um they they had the contract they're ready for him to sign it i wrote a joke that they're waiting for john to to uh cross the t's and poke the eyes so <laughs> so that's a great one that's Thank you. That's a damn good one. Thank you. I, I, wrote, I wrote it yesterday morning. Oh, thank you. I finally got a clap. Like a year doing the podcast, I finally get a clap. This is this, it's more insulting than the fact that all my other jokes didn't get a clap. Now, so anyway, so he's supposed to fight. All of a sudden, John Jones yesterday, according to the UFC, changed his mind and wants to fight Cormier and not Gustafson. So now everybody. So then I wrote a joke that his favorite. Game as a kid was Duck Duck Gus, but now I'm a look. <laughs> duck Duck Gus. Duck, duck, That's another good one. Ah, I'm on fire. I'm on. The, 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 <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I I, I try very hard. So, uh, well, you know, because first of all, he already uh, the the fact that he won that last fight is uh, suspect. There's a, there's a lot of people that would say that Gustafson won that fight. I thought Jones and, won. It was I think I think also you got I think you have to factor in the fact that it was he was an eight to one underdog, and sometimes when an eight to one underdog puts up that good of a fight, you sort of give him rounds. It was close. I would say it was three rounds to two. It was very, very close. If they would have gave it to Gustafson, it would not have been a robbery. Right. You, That's but, what I'm saying. But, like, um, most of uh, Jones' fights have been one-sided. And, yeah, uh, and all that, of them. Right. And that, and that one was not. And I think he's legitimately worried that Gustafson might be like, okay, I know what I need to bring this time. Um, I could be wrong. I but think it's also a, be- a weird matchup. The guy is exactly the same, same size, height, yeah. same size, fearless. Um, you know, 
legitimate stand-up skills. Probably John Jones's biggest weakness has got to be his his, his uh, striking, and that's Gustafson's biggest strength. Um, at the same time, you know, calling out Cormier is. <laughs> yes. I, I can't say the guy's ducking Gustafson to fight Cormier because Cormier is probably. Yeah, you're, I, du- I, you're, you're ducking Superman to fight the thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, honestly, I would give Cormier the advantage in that fight. Yeah. I think that. Uh, so, I don't know. Supposedly, Jones wants more money or there's some kind of issue. Just fight, you hump. <laughs> just fight, you hump, really? Yeah, just, just fight, man. You're the champ, dude. Fight. Well, that's the thing. It's like in other sports, like let's say the uh, you know the Heat are in the finals against the Spurs. Right? I, I don't want to play the Heat. I don't want to play the, the Spurs. Heat. Don't say. I, I, oh, look, I want to say the Oklahoma City Thunder. They 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 supposed to fight who's ever who's right. ever is the number one guy. You can't just start saying, oh, I want to fight this guy and not that guy. Prima donnas do it. You you fight who's in front of you. <laughs> I mean, that, then we're getting into boxing territory right. where Mayweather and Pacquiao don't fight. This guy doesn't fight. As long, I think as long as you're in the UFC, it's one thing if everyone is an independent contractor. Right. If there's no leagues, it's just like, kind of like boxing and they do bidding wars. And Then you could say, okay, well, I don't, don't want to fight. Then you have more of a – but in the UFC, it doesn't, if they say, look, we want you to fight Gustafson, you have to fight Gustafson. And if you don't, then all right, then you're not going to fight anybody. You're no longer the champion. You're no longer the champ. We're telling you who to fight. You're gonna you're gonna try to tell us who you want to fight. This doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Right. Take a seat. And, and, you're not to, paid. and according to John Jones, he only went eighty percent against Gustafson the first fight, which I guess is better than forty into a poll. But 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 still, so yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that's that's a debacle. Ben Askren fought in one FC over the weekend. Look great. I don't know if you watched it. At, I did uh, not. <laughs> it, it, it was only, it was at, uh, you know, seven o'clock in the morning. Did it go uh, to the ground? You know, Ben got taken down. He, he got, which is surprising. He got taken down, but then he recovered real quick. He did some awesome stuff. He, 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 he stopped the guy in one round. And uh, there's no reason why Ben Askren should not be in the UFC. He's, he's, he was undefeated in Bellator. He's going to run through, I think, almost everyone in one FC. But at the same time, you can't call your boss a bald, fat idiot and, and expect people to, to, to want to sign you. <laughs> you know, and any job, if I go, if you go to a job uh, interview and you say, look, I'm the best person for this job, but you're a bald, fat idiot, you're not going to get that job. Right. That's just the way it goes. And Ben Askren, as much as I, you know, love his rebel spirit and his like, yeah, you know, screw the man. As much as that's kind of, uh, is a part of me that, part of everybody that likes that. Dude, what are you doing? Yeah, you're, he's kind of screwing himself. Screwing the, yourself. And you're also screwing the fans. Right. Because the, honestly, I would like to see how Ben Askren would do against Johnny Hendricks, against Robbie Lawler, against these guys. I don't know. I don't know how he would do. Uh, everyone who trains with him says he would do pretty well, but... You don't, I guess we're not going to find out for another whatever. So Mark Hunt has agreed to fight Roy Nelson in Japan. That's going to be a good fight. Mark Hunt, uh, yeah. I don't know who wins that one. Hmm. I'm going to say Nelson wins that one. You think Roy Nelson beats Mark Hunt? Yeah. And why is that? I don't know. I just – well, first of all, uh, yeah – uh, <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Take, take this part out. <laughs> no, don't take this out. Tell us tell us why. Uh, Roy Nelson is just tough as nails, man. And I think, uh, I don't know, I think that um, <laughs> I think that Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt's not tough as nails? He, he's tough as nails. I just don't think he has what it takes to take out Roy Nelson. Oh, wow. 
Man, that's great. I mean, you, I, I, I'm surprised that uh, the UFC doesn't hire you right now to do a you know, fight analysis. I'm, that was, the that pundit, was incredible. The pundits have weighed in. <laughs> T-Rex, what do you say? Uh, you know, I don't know. Cause, I, I uh, just don't think he uh, you know, could do it. I don't know. Cause, <laughs> Because they're, they're, they're both fat and tough. And, uh, so, yeah, no, I think it's going to be a good fight. I think, who do, who do, who do I think has it? I, I would have to say, well, the advantage uh, on the feet would probably go to Mark Hunt as far as striking. Uh, although that he's, overhand... He's not going to knock Roy Nelson out. No, he's probably not going to knock Roy Nelson out. The advantage on the ground would go to Roy Nelson. Roy Nelson's an amazing grappler if he ever uses it. Uh, if he stands up and trades... Uh, I would say that cardio goes to Mark Hunt. You look at the Mark Hunt Dos Santos fight. I mean, that was what five rounds. Yeah. And Dos Santos, uh, right? Yeah. It was that, that was unbelievable. So I would say Mark Hunt gets that. Uh, if he goes the distance. No, no, not Mark Hunt Dos Santos. I'm talking about Mark Hunt versus who did who did Mark Hunt fight? That was a war. It was a five round war, and it, the guy ended up testing positive for steroids. It was like probably the greatest fight. DJ, help me out. Mark Hunt fight that was like the greatest fight of ever. Uh, it was Mark Hunt versus. Oh yeah, this was like two years ago. No, it was a, a year no, ago. No, it was a couple this year. This year. Yeah. Mark Hunt versus. Come on, people. It was like the great. It was not Verdum. The guy p- tested positive for roids afterwards, which kind of ruined oh, it a little Silva. bit. Bigfoot. Bigfoot Silva. That was one. Yeah. So Mark Hunt Silva. You look at the the uh, the cardio. It was unbelievable, <laughs> Mark Hunt. You know. So I would say Mark Hunt wins this fight. Based on that fight alone, which is not a good way to base fights. All right, so <laughs> so this week, uh, this Saturday, we have Ben Henderson versus Rustam Kabilov. It's uh, the number two guy, Ben Henderson versus Rustam Kabilov, which is going to be on Fox Sports. I mean, first of all, number 11 guy. He should not be ranked number 11. He's 17-1. and one. He's the guy that destroyed Vince Pinchel and would... Suplexes, yeah, three back to backs. Yeah, he's he's from this he's from this place in Russia, I think Durkistan, which uh, Durka I'm, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but he's this place, yeah, Dagestan, Russia, Dagestan. which which has like it's this little place in Russia that has all these amazing fighters. <laughs> I think Khabib is from there. Uh, this guy's from there. All these guys in the in the World Series of Fighting are from there. All these guys in Bellator. It's just like this hotbed of fighting. It must be the toughest place in, in, the, in the world because all these crazy fighters are there. So it's Smooth Ben Henderson versus Tiger. Oh, man, this is a tough fight for Ben Henderson. It's a no-win fight for him. If he wins, he beats the number 11 guy. If, if he, he loses, if he, he, loses he, loses, he, 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 he goes down to... I got to say Ben it's Henderson... It's like fighting a girl. You <laughs> can't win. <laughs> I gotta say, Ben wins this fight based on experience and guys that he's fought. But uh, it's, it's gonna be tough. There's, I mean, the, the, if you look, I'm looking at this guy's stats. You know, he this guy beat Masvidal, which is he beat he beat Yancey, uh, another tough tough guy. Oh, that was actually that was a weird fight. Actually, it was uh, remember his like thumb. He, he he destroyed Vince. There's not much there's not much tape on the guy. He trains over at Greg Jackson's. I still think Ben wins this fight. You? Yeah. Yeah, I like Ben. Diego Sanchez versus Ross Pearson. Jesus. This is going to be a good that's, fight. That's going to be a damn good fight right there. Uh, Diego Sanchez is not taking beef tartare before this fight, which gave him supposedly food poisoning before the Miles Jury fight. Uh, he, <laughs> Ross Pearson is the real deal, although uh, he was losing to Melvin Gallard before that fight got stopped, and his girlfriend is one of the hottest girls ever. She, she she came on the show. She's one of these ring girls, uh, UFC England ring girls, who's just smoking hot, which I think is bad. I think when you have a girl <laughs> right. that hot, 
It's not good. I think you need a... I should have been training, but my tongue was in her hiney. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have said that, but sure. That, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, now, is Diego Sanchez, how much does he have left? I mean, he's only 32 years old. Yeah, but he's been in a ton of wars, too. Yeah. And that, that takes a lot out of you. And Ross Pearson is like on fast forward. I'm trying to think who's fighting. He was fighting. Uh, who was he fighting? Yeah, Ross Pearson's a tough, tough dude. However, you look at his last couple fights, you know, he, uh, the Melvin Gallard, he beat Ryan Couture. I remember that fight. Ryan won the first round. He beat Sotiropoulos. He lost to Cub Swanson. He got knocked out by Cub, which, you know, Cub's it's a hard-hitting dude. Sotiropoulos is tough. Uh, he beat Junior Asensio. I would say, oh, man, I hate to bet against Diego. I don't know how much Diego has left. Although all his training partners say Diego's a monster, a monster in the gym. The gym yeah. I'm picking Diego, based on the fact that he's been on our show before. Yeah, I like, I like him, too. <laughs> I'm going to go with Ross Pearson. And then my boy, our man, John, Dod- John Dodson, the yeah. magician. One of my favorite people in the world. Love this guy. <laughs> this always has a smile on his face. Oh, Jesus. Even when he's getting punched, he has a smile on his face. <laughs> he's fighting John Moroga, tough guy from Arizona. I think he, you know, he, I remember Moroga lost to, um, Moraga lost to Johnson. <laughs> uh, that was a tough fight for him. Kind of got thrown in there. I got I to go with John Dawson yeah, in this I'm fight. Yeah, John Dawson too. Uh, quite arguably, arguably one of the most athletic dudes on the planet. No, not argue. Yeah, arguably, exactly. <laughs> I think he wins this fight, and I think that he's going to be the. Ch- I think he. I think Demetrius Johnson's going to yeah. win his next fight. I think Johnson's going to beat Johnson. Yeah, yeah, this guy. Yeah, Johnson's in trouble. You heard it here first, okay? I predicted. I predicted Weidman's going to be the champ. Uh, uh, I'm predicting Cormier will beat John Jones. I'm predicting John Dodson will beat Demetrius Johnson. You heard me say it here first. Uh, yes, you. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, <laughs> Dos Anjos versus Jason High. Uh, Jason High is a tough guy, real tough guy. I'm, I'm going with uh, Dos Anjos. I'm going with Dos Anjos on that one, too. Uh, and then Brian Caraway, my man Caraway is fighting. I'm trying to get him on the show. Kid Lightning. That's his, uh, I guess, I guess Misha's ass is uh, Princess Thunder. Um, but <laughs> so against Eric Perez, that's a tough fight for him. Perez is no joke. Goito, he's the first Mexican, I think, full, I think he's the first full on. 100% Mexican fighter in the UFC. I believe so. There might be, I might be wrong. What about, uh, what about Velasquez? Velasquez. Yeah, Velasquez. Mexican, Velasquez. I think Velasquez. he's Mexican-American. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. The, I'm oh, yeah, saying yeah. like okay. strictly from Mexico. Uh, so Goyito against, against my man Caraway. Uh, Goyito has won four to five fights. He beat Figara. He lost to... Sofia Vergara? So yeah, he beat Sofia Vergara. Um, <laughs> He lost to Takaya Mizugaki uh, in a split decision, he beat, but he beat Ken Stone, who's tough. I remember that fight. He beat John Albert. He beat Brian Bloodworth. I'm, uh, Is that John Prince Albert? Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with Brian Caraway. I, I think the beating he takes every night from Misha Tate will prepare him for this fight. All right. This, is be, this will be a welcome fight for him. <laughs> I, I do. I do. Misha Tate, remember we had her on the show? Yeah. She, she's not an easy girl to deal with. That's <laughs> I said. Does he ever win any arguments in the house? I like Misha, but that is one girl that you talk about who wears a strap on. So, <laughs> all right. So, yeah. And then was my couple- tongue up the hiney was too much? Oh, yes. <laughs> Well, that's because the tongue is up to Heidi. Wearing it, you could just you could just wear the strap on. Doesn't necessarily mean you're doing anything with it. You're just wearing it, right? It could be an, it could be an accessory. You're just wearing it around the house. You started a fashion trend. Yeah, you never know. So, 
And then, and then finally, uh, actually, Bobby Volker's fighting. Isn't that? Didn't you sponsor him? Bobby Volker, no. No. Who would you sponsor? The other guy. <laughs> the other guy. The guy that Volker always fought in Strike Force. It was like Volker versus somebody. They always had these wars in Strike Force. Uh, Bobby Volker. Yeah, remember Bobby Volker, vicious Bobby Volker against. There was a guy that you always. Ah, humbug. <laughs> there was a bunch of guys. We had like twenty dude roster. Yeah, I know. It was, but there was one guy that like was Roger Bowling. Roger Bowling, I was gonna say, handsome bastard. Yeah, yeah. Bowling. His wife is dynamite too. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Bowling was the guy I was thinking about. So Bobby Volker's fighting, uh, and then uh, uh, Scott Jorgensen's fighting. I like Scott Jorgensen. Scotty He's fighting Danny Martinez. Martinez is the Gremlin. <laughs> they gotta think of better nicknames. Come on, like, really, the Gremlin? Right. What are you gonna put water on him and have him like multiply? He's gonna the... jump him. Anyway, so <laughs> yes. So uh, I'm picking. I hope Scott Jorgensen wins this fight. I don't. I. I, I think. I think he'll win. I do. I think Jorgensen's the kind of guy that when he gets to that elite level, he he doesn't seem to get past that hump when he fights guys like Uriah Faber and people like that. But against the Gremlin, I think I think he's gonna win. So we have a great show uh, today. We have Tank Scoggins. Is one of our Tank, guests. Tank Abbott was busy apparently. Tank, Tank Abbott. Tank Scoggins is a badass, undefeated <laughs> fighter in the UFC. This kid's the future. He's the third youngest fighter in the UFC, and he's nice. the future. Trust me on this one. Tank Scoggins is no joke. And we have the legend Don Fry on the show. So we have uh, we have a great show ahead of us. Can we talk to these guys? And thank you for listening. All right, so we got undefeated UFC fighter. Justin Tank Scoggins, the guy is 9-0 from American Top Team, the third youngest fighter in the UFC. Justin, how are you, man? I'm doing really good. You know, just in the middle of training camp and uh, just taking care of business, getting it done. Yeah, you got a, you got a tough fight coming up against Dustin Ortiz, uh, who's a, a tough, tough guy. This is probably your toughest fight to, 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 to a date, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, Will is a Will is definitely a tough test. Like going into that, I was you know preparing really hard for that, and you know I'm definitely I'm ready for the step up in competition. And you know Dustin's been doing really well in the UFC, so you know it's it's going to be a really good win for me. I got to ask you. I know that when uh, Will Capizano weighed in to fight Sergio Pettis, uh, he had an erection, or it, it seemed like it was an erection. <laughs> it was sort of like a thing called boner gate. Uh, he, he he came on the show. He said it was just the underwear. And I believe him, but when you weighed in against him, were you, were you, were you checking down to see if he was kind of hard? <laughs> uh, no, nah, I was trying to keep my gaze up, you know, like up and away from that. You know, I was trying to keep it focused on the fight. I, was, I didn't want to be thinking about his wang or anything. Right. <laughs> but you were aware of it? I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was aware of the, of the previous situation, but, you know, I, I was hoping that maybe he, you know, I've worked out all the kinks. You know, he, right. you know. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Were you offended that he didn't get excited for you and he was for Pettis? Did you take that like personally? Yeah, isn't that bullshit, right? I guess <laughs> Pettis is prettier than I am. It's you know? hard for him to get up for this fight. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> yeah. he couldn't get up for you, man. <laughs> now, I know. Now, now you're from you're from Greenville, South Carolina, correct? Uh, I'm from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Uh, I, tra- I trained in Greenville for a while uh, when I first started fighting in May, but uh, I'm originally from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Because I did a show in Greenville at the Comedy Zone. Have you ever been to the Comedy Zone? Okay. 
Yeah, I was actually in Greenville. It's a very, very boring place, but very nice people. Very, very nice people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty much how South Carolina is. I mean, there's a bunch of really nice people, but there's not a whole lot to do there. Yeah, but the women are unbelievable. Some of the women in South in Myrtle Beach, Jesus Christ. And they'll cook for you from scratch. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. It's, in South Carolina, you can either find like really, really, really pretty girls or it's going to be like the most ratchet girls that are, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Like a, like especially Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I mean, when you said pretty girls in Myrtle Beach, I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> there, there was a couple. I think I, I, I did I write a couple. I mean, I don't know. I, I like I like the Southern girls because they like have sex with you and they make you grits in the morning. You know, so it's, always, it's always good. For you. Yeah, yeah, they're they're good to you. They are good to you. <laughs> now you started martial arts when you were three years old. Yes, I did. I started in Kempo Karate. Kempo Karate. So you what? How old are you now? Twenty one. I I just turned twenty two, May second. Just turned twenty two. So you've oh you, nice. It's my son's birthday nice. and my oldest daughter's birthday. Oh nice. <laughs> oh cool. So you're already a, I mean, so you're twenty two, but you're already an eighteen year vet. Uh, being <laughs> yeah, you know that, that that's the way I like to look at it. You know, I've been I've been doing it my whole life. I've never done anything else. It's always been fighting or wrestling. It's always been martial arts. Are you a uh, are you a big fan of Chuck Liddell? Yeah, I like Chuck, man. And, you know, he's, he's a, a Kimbo Kim Karate guy. Chuck, yeah. yeah, he was cool. Nice. Now, I, I know that your uh, your uh, parents follow me on Twitter also, and they're always retweeting stuff. Yeah, uh, you're, 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 your mom, Julie, right? Julie Scoggins? Uh, it's Jennifer, and Jennifer. my dad's Chris. And they're like, I don't know, they're like social media gurus, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I always know when like my parents are, like have a break from work or something because my phone starts blowing up because anything that I've tweeted or posted so they're like gotta favorite it they gotta retweet it they gotta <laughs> share it and stuff and I'm just like man they're they're the most enthusiastic people and yeah. you know it's definitely helped it's it's helped me like you know really it's kept me focused and kept me on track you know every day they got they got young parents names jennifer and chris yeah <laughs> not like al yeah. and lucille they, they started young <laughs> oh really how old were your parents when, uh, when they had you uh 21 oh so they're young too so yeah, they're, they're, they're younger just, than yeah, me they're, yeah yeah it's crazy yeah yeah his parents are younger than you that is, that is crazy <laughs> that's great so yeah parents, it's crazy to think yeah like they i i, I couldn't imagine having a kid right now <laughs> right and and you're the only child? Uh, no, I have an older brother. Um, I have a younger brother who's actually an undefeated amateur fighter. He's about to go pro after he heals up from his knee surgery he just had. Nice. And I have a younger sister. And uh, we've all been we were all in martial arts. We all grew up training together. Uh, we all beat the crap out of each other. You know, whenever whenever we had arguments or anything in the house, it was never you know timeouts. It's like okay, just put your gear on and just settle it that way. Pretty soon, there's a packing order established, and everybody wanted to fight near each other. <laughs> That's, that seems like a pretty good way to That's raise kids. Cool. Yeah. Just throw them all the mixed market. Yeah, it's like, it's like, well, is it that big of a deal? Okay, do you want to fight each other? Uh, nah, let's not do that. <laughs> That's, That's good. That's cool. That's cool. Wait, so wait, you have an older brother. So how old were your parents when they had them? Nine. Yeah, they're nine, nine years old. <laughs> years. No, they're, uh, they're, they're like, I think, 18 when, when they had my... My older brother. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that your your parents are very busy people. <laughs> I'm, 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 oh yeah, definitely, man. And you know, my my older brother, he's he's he competed. Uh, he was actually on the United States kickboxing team. He played football, really athletic. He was captain his football wrestling team in high school, and 
moving on and got his uh, master's in like government. He works for the city of Columbia now. And my little brother's fighting still, and little sister's still plugging along. So everybody's doing good. My parents, you know, they did a good job with everybody. What is what does your sister do? I mean, she's just kind of you know hopping around jobs right now. She's you know helping. She's got a, a boyfriend who has a kid, and she helps you know raise the kid and stuff. Uh, yes, it's, it's got to be a tough family to have a sister with three sa- <laughs> three, older brothers with three savages dating your sister. It might just be like a, a job in itself. <laughs> yeah, man, it took a while before she got to, you know, before like any guys are actually allowed to like come around us. You know, it takes a while before we are really friendly to anybody. We're just starting to be friendly to this guy and she's been dating him for like a year and a half now. <laughs> yeah, well, man, you're a beast. I, I you know, I, I watch your fights. I definitely... Uh, you know, you're the, you're that guy that everyone always says every time you fight. I think it was it's Rogan or Goldberg says you're like the next generation of MMA because you're a guy that started real young and you have the karate and the boxing and the wrestling. You have it all down, uh, which is which is great, man. And you seem like you seem like get your shit together. Now you train over at American Top Team. What's that like uh, training with? Uh, who, who are you training with? Like Cole Miller or uh, Robert Whiteford? Who are some of the guys that, that you're uh, training with? Yeah, you know, the, I'm I'm training with all these guys. We're all in here. We all have the the same schedule. You know, it's a really it's a really good team environment. So you know, when I when I go into the gym, I'm going in there, and you know, my partners are you know guys like that. Cole Miller's in there. Rob Whiteford's in there. Dustin Poirier's in there. Steve Edwards. All these guys are in there, and wow. you know, it it gives you so much confidence. You know that you you go in there and you mix it up with these guys, and and afterwards they sit down. You know, you discuss stuff, and they tell you what you did good what you did bad what you can do better and it just gives you a whole new sense of confidence because you're like man if i can get in here and these guys are telling me i'm doing the right thing then i have nothing to be worried about in the fight because these guys are killers i mean legit I was, killers that i'm in here with every day yeah you're in there with killers how'd you get the how'd you get the nickname tank mm. when i was a little kid actually when i first started karate when i first started sparring and stuff i really was trying to model my style so hard after Tank Abbott. I thought he was like the, the <laughs> coolest fighter just because he just he didn't care. He just went up there and just started banging. I mean, and that's the way I sparred, and I found out pretty quick it wasn't the most efficient way to get <laughs> things done. So, I, but, uh, you know, all my karate instructors, actually, uh, Stephen Thompson was my karate instructor at the time, and he started calling me Tank. Wow. And he's like, yeah, he re- he's like, oh, he really does fight like Tank. And it kind of stuck. That's funny. That's funny. Because when I look at you, I, th- I definitely think Tank Abbott. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're talking about Steve Thompson, Wonder Boy? Yeah, Wonder Boy, Okay. Yeah. Funny, nice. I got a funny Tank Abbott story. Uh, Tank Abbott, somebody told me there was a fight that he had where he tried to throw the guy over the octagon. <laughs> like he, I watched that. I tell you what, that was one of the moments that I was like, I love this guy. Like, this dude was like, he was like a revolutionary, you know? They had, to, they had to change the rules because of him. Yeah, he was fish-hooking people. But I, but I asked, so Tito Ortiz was... Tank Abbott's training partner. And I asked Tito, I said, why did Tank Abbott try to throw a guy out of the octagon? Because wouldn't the guy just walk back in? I mean, first of all, and... <laughs> like, I don't think he got him over all the way. He didn't get him over. And Tito said, because they were in training at practice, they go, I bet you can't throw the guy over the octagon. He goes, yeah, watch me. <laughs> so it was a bet that they made in practice. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is hilarious. Yeah, that was Tito told me that himself. I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy... I, I always wonder why you try to guy throw... I mean, it's not like wrestling where they get, there's like a 10 count, you know, when the guy gets out of the thing. Now, when you first came over to uh, American Top Team, 
were, were like guys like uh, were, were they nice to you right off the bat? Were they kind of like eh, who 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 is this guy? Were they like kind of was it some kind of hazing process? Uh, I I don't know about hazing, but I mean definitely new guys, especially you know if you're kind of you know hyped up when you first go in there, like. You go in there, people are kind of talking like, oh, you know, this guy's from here. This is his record. He's supposed to be, you know, the UFC supposed to be looking at him and stuff. And the first time I went down there, actually, uh, I, I was, you know, only a few fights into my pro career. And uh, my manager was like, well, good, let's go down there for a week and see how you like it. And, you know, if you're going down there for just like a week or something, you're really going to get, I mean, you're definitely going to get the full experience because, you know, I don't want anybody, you know, being like, you know, feeling like they didn't get their work in. So, uh, you know, my first week down there, I came down and I got put through the ringer. You know, I was going with with everybody. I got the full, definitely the full American Top Team experience, and it's addictive because you know it's it's not like a gym where you go in and you kind of get comfortable with what's going on because you get comfortable with your partners. But here, it's like a fight every day. It's like you have to be on your toes every day because if if you sleep for a second, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna hurt you in there. I mean, all these guys are professionals, all of them are you know, train killers and you got to be on your toes and it's, it's transformed me into a completely different fighter. Now do you, uh, at uh, nighttime, do you guys all hang out and go to strip clubs and make it rain? <laughs> no, man, I'm not. I mean, I don't do that. I don't know what all the other guys do, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm more of a sit at home and chill until I have to train type of guy. Cause I met this like pretty hot porn star who was like, I used to date a fighter. I'm like, let me guess Cole <laughs> Miller. She's like, how'd you know? So I, I heard Cole <laughs> Miller gets, the most tail out of anybody in Florida. Is that true? Really? Yeah. That's that... all, I mean, I haven't even heard that, but like, that's awesome. Matt, <laughs> props to, to Cole, dude. But, but what about you? I mean, do you, do you have a, a girlfriend? Do you have a, uh, are you seeing somebody? What's your social life like? Uh, no, I, I've had the, I've had a girlfriend. I've had the same girlfriend since I was like 15. Oh, wow. Is she, yeah. is uh, she with you in Florida? Yeah, she's she's here right now. She's uh down here visiting. Oh, nice! Look at you, man. Yeah. See, people. He look. I, I looked at your Twitter thing. You, you have like three thousand followers. Here's a guy in the UFC, nine and zero, the next champion. You should be blowing up. Anybody listening to this, follow you on Twitter. Well, how how do how do they follow you again? Uh, my Twitter <laughs> handle is at Tank Scoggins MMA. At Tank Scoggins, because I'm like this guy's. I, I really think that you're going to be the next champion. We got to we got to make up a storyline about this again. Yeah, we got. Hey, I'm, I'm definitely going to be the next champion. You can take that as bank. I, I, I honestly, on a, I, I'm pretty right on the money with with a lot of it because I, I think you you have it all, man. How's your how's your how's your boxing coming along? Dude, you know what? That's that's funny that you mentioned that because I've been working my boxing a, a lot lately, like really. You know, trying to sharpen my hands up and you know uh, make sure that my you know my whole striking game is well rounded. Uh, you know, not you know not just having really good kicks and, and you know good movement, which is great and everything. And it's great for setting up the hands, but you know I want to have that you know be able to. I have the one punch power and I've knocked people out with one punch, one kick, but I want to be able to do it consistently and you know make people you know not want to stand up with me at all. Right. Now this creepy yeah. this creepy mustache look that you're going for is that. Uh... Do you have a uh, audition for To Catch a Predator or something? What's 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 going on here? Uh, I don't know. I think I'm just gonna start. You know, I've been going a little more all natural. You know, trying to eat all natural and stuff. And so I'm gonna let my beard grow. You're gonna hippie it up and, a little uh, bit. Let my hair grow. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna see how that goes. 
Nice. Get no, your I'm Evan Tanner. I'm gonna test. I'll test those waters for a little while. I, I the thing is, I, I was watching his fight. I'm like, you know, calling a 125 pounder tank is like calling Khloe <laughs> Kardashian tiny. <laughs> And then, and next thing I know, you retweeted it, and then so did your mom and dad. Tank Kardashian. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh my god, I got the whole family retweeting it. I thought that was, I thought that was so cool. Your parents must be so proud of you, right? Oh man, yeah. Every day, like it really is like a constant reminder. Every day, I get my mom or my dad or like, a, like a Snapchat from my mom or something, just like, oh, we're, we're proud of you. You know, keep working hard. How's your diet going? Well, you get a Snapchat from your mom. Yeah, there, it's, all, it's just something like her at work or something. She's, you know, taking a break or something just to make sure I'm I'm doing the right thing still. Do your, do your, Adam, do your parents even know what Snapchat is? No, my, a Snapchat? <laughs> right. <you> me? <laughs> yeah, I get a Snapchat from my dad. He's, he's doing a line of cocaine for 30 seconds. I look at him. <laughs> He was like, no evidence. It's, it's, it's like gone in 12 seconds. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so how, now what's it like training with like, now are you close with Hector Lombard or some of the uh, bigger guys on your, on your team? Yeah, man. Hector Lombard, he's like, a, you know, he's a really good mentor. He's, and he's so full of energy. You can like, you get close to that guy. You can just like feel the energy coming off of him and it's kind of scary because you don't know if he's like, gonna beat you up or if he's gonna be your friend or what so uh you know uh, everybody in the gym is you know really cool nate coy is a really cool guy uh you know everybody looks out for one another and um actually uh one of my my roommate uh hector vina he's on tough right now uh yeah yeah yeah. me and him are me and him are really close we're roommates so it's really cool having somebody you know that's you know dealt with like the the ufc and stuff and knows what you're going through you know dealing with with them and stuff and, and and it's a really cool experience now is there tension right now though because hector lombard tyron woodley and robbie lawler are all might be number one two and three pretty soon is there tension as far as like they may have to fight each other are they not sparring as much is they're kind of whisperings in the gym uh no not at all i mean everybody knows that that's probably that that's going to happen i mean it's inevitable so you know nobody's stressing over i mean the guy has uh you know as far as sparring you know, they, they handle that, you know, they're professionals. They'll handle it the, the way they see fit. But, you know, Hector Lombard and Robbie, they talk on a daily basis, you know. They, they're really cool with each other. And, you know, Hector is just really, really excited to see Robbie beat up Matt Brown. So, you know, he, he's been – he wanted to fight Matt Brown so bad. But now that Robbie gets to, he's like – you know, he's definitely full of excitement for Robbie. Nice. Now, uh, Tyron Woodley, Rory McDonald, how do you see that fight going down? Uh, I think Tyron's too much of a beast for it, man. Just look at that guy. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I think he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna blast through. That dude's a animal. He's an action figure. Is there anybody that you want to call out in the one twenty five pound division? You know what? I'm I'm not really worried about calling anybody out. Honestly, the only thing what I want I want to be the champion. I want to be the youngest champion in UFC history, and I don't care who I have to fight or who I have to go through to do it. But I want to make sure before. You know, I want to break that record, and that's, I want that to be my record. And then it's going to get beat one day, but I want to have that on my resume that was the youngest UFC champion, you know, in history. I think it could happen. Just tell your parents to not have any, any, any more kids because they might have uh, – <laughs> you, you might have competition. So I know, right? Nice. And tell your mom to Snapchat me. I, I, I want to Snapchat from your oh mom as well. God. I mean, not like in a sexual way, but like in this a cool way. I'd love to get like a, a thing from your mom. Say, hey, good interview. Snapchat. Snapchat. That would be amazing. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen. That's uh, what I'll 
take away from this interview. I'm like, I, oh yeah, mom, the dude on the interview said for you to Snapchat him. I'm not sure what that's about. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Tanks Goggins, man, I'm a fan. Uh, I think you're going to be the champion. I, I know you're going to be the champion. Keep up the great work, brother. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys having me on. And anytime, have yes. a good time. Yeah, thanks, thanks man. man. Thanks for coming on. Take care, brother. Yes, sir. Later. All right. I was. Uh, I, I like dudes like that. You're just just a happy dude. Uh, yeah, young, young, happy, full of life. Hasn't been uh, screwed over <laughs> by any chicks yet. You know, so right? It's, it's good. It's just a, a nice kid. He got his head on his shoulders too. It sounds like he's got the same girlfriend for years now. Fifteen. He's two, he's twenty two. Seven years. Yep. Seven years. Good same girlfriend. Tough kid. Black belt. And I mean, third youngest guy in the UFC. Wrestling. Yeah. The, the, the kid's gonna be. Uh, I think he's gonna be the one. Honestly, I, I watch his fights. The kid's legit. Because as much as we want, I, w- I want to goof on uh, on uh, uh, Campazano with his like erection. Um, <laughs> he really uh, he's Campazano is a tough fighter. Oh yeah, a very tough fighter. And uh, and and Scoggins, you know, went through him. It was a tough fight for Scoggins, but I, I think Scoggins has he has all the elements to be a champion. He's got he's really good at everything, and I feel like that's what you know when you're really good at everything. You know, right. you're, it, it's. I wonder if it's better to be great at one thing or really. I'd say it's better to be really good at everything than great at one thing. You look at GSP. He was like he had. He wasn't like the greatest wrestler. He was the best wrestler for MMA. He became that, but he wasn't start off that way. Right. Wasn't the greatest boxer, greatest kickboxer, greatest jiu-jitsu guy. But he was great at everything. Yeah, he was really good at everything. And it seems like that's where this. Like Cain Velasquez, another guy. Cain Velasquez, uh, I think lost. You know, he was like a all-American wrestler, but he wasn't number one in the country. You know, uh, he was. You know, Brock Lesnar was, but I think I think somebody beat Cain Velasquez twice in wrestling. That uh, I forgot who it was. I think it was uh, the guy uh, Cole Conrad beat him. I think twice. But Cain Velasquez has now become great at everything. A, a true mixed martial artist. Exactly. So we got Don Fry uh, coming on, and uh, can we talk to him? All right, so we got the legend, Don Fry, winner of uh, UFC 8, winner of Ultimate Ultimate, uh, the, the real guy's guy, professional wrestler. Straight badass. Badass. How are you, buddy? I'm okay. How are you girls? <laughs> we're, we're doing good, man. We're doing good. Uh, c- congrats on everything, man. Congrats on the uh, commercial that's out right now and the, and the acting and just being a total badass. Uh, what's new? Hell, nothing's new. I'm just hanging out here at the house um, with my kids today, waiting for you jackasses to call so I can get up on the roof and fix the cooler. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> now, I spent last night watching a lot of your fights, man. Uh, you've you've had some of the most amazing wars I've I've ever seen in my life. Uh, you're, you're you're I mean, just unbelievable. Uh, what was your favorite fight that that like you had? <laughs> Oh, heck. Um, with my wife, Molly, you know. <laughs> she me one time and I whacked her all the way across the, the street. Oh, man. Uh, I can say that because she's not here. <laughs> she's, she's home. She'd be whacking me across the street, so the truth would come out. <laughs> yeah. How long have you mar- How long have you been married for? Uh, I fell in love with Molly the first time I saw her back in. 1995. I'm still waiting for her to fall in love with me. 
<laughs> I mean, so I mean, and then she. Now you said that she supported you, right? And in, in, in the in, in the beginning, she was always she's always been there for you. Oh yeah, yeah. She she didn't know what the hell I was doing. She just thought, well, boys will be boys, you know. <laughs> Go out, mouth off, get in the fight, and bring home a bucket of cash. Because she's all for that. Was it hard to fight <laughs> off all the women that have like? I know that women must throw themselves at you. Was it hard to fight them off? You know, it's embarrassing. They'll call up here, you know, three o'clock in the morning. You know, it's just, it's just embarrassing that the the things they do. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, in like Japan, you're you're a I mean, you're a star in America, but in, J- in Japan, you're you know, did a lot of Asian women just try to attack you and smother the mustache? Godzilla. It's, 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 it's the reverse because uh, you know I went over there. Uh, you know, I did I did UFC here in '96, and then '97 I got hired by New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I went over there as the, the American bad guy, and so I was a heel, I was a super heel over there. So it's not only scared the hell out of my all the women, I mean all the men, I scared the hell out of the women, so they're too afraid to approach me. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, now, uh, wrestling was always has you've been a great, obviously a great fighter, great wrestler as well. Which one do you like better? Oh, I was a horrible wrestler. I was a horrible wrestler. I'll tell you, you know, we'd be in the locker room and the guys would go up there to the the sheet and go down the list and see their name next to mine. They just drop their head and shake it. And they'd, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I got stiffy. You know, <laughs> they knew they'd be banged up for a couple of days. Why were they? So, I mean, were you like too rough on them? Did you not? Were you not gentle? Was that was the problem? Well, yeah, you know, they, they wanted me, uh, Antonio Inoki, you know, and Masa Saito, Brad Riggins, they wanted me to be, you know, a, a tough shooter look kind of guy. And so they wanted me to be stiff and, uh, you know, to be stiff and not sell, you know, what the other guys are giving me. So apparently they, they forgot to tell forgot to tell the boys I was working with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see why that would get frustrating. Now, I was watching your epic war with uh Ken Shamrock, well, that was a that was a great fight. Uh, you dropped him in the third. There was a lot of animosity before that fight. Was that staged or was that real? No, it was real. We were both um, at the peak of our assholeness in our lives. You know, <laughs> I don't don't know if anybody could have ever reached a higher plummet of uh, being an asshole. Um, but yeah, that was it. Boy, we 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 did not like each other. Are you guys cool now? Oh, yeah. You can't fight somebody for 20 minutes and still hold a grudge. If you do, you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're a complete cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was that was a great fight. I mean, you guys, you, you dropped him in the third. Were you surprised? You hit him with some hard body shots. Were you surprised he was able to take some of those body shots? Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I got a pretty good left hook, especially to the ribs, you know. And uh, I mean, I can, you know, I, I can punch as hard as some people can kick. And for him to absorb that many punches, you know, on uh, his right rib cage you know, is is pretty goddamn amazing. It's really impressive that you know he he got those and he stood there and took them. No. Now, uh, now at the end of the fight, he was going for a, a heel hook and a leg lock. Did you did you know what he was doing? Uh, were you familiar with like the, with, with that type of grappling, or were you just? Eh? Of course, I'm familiar with it. You big dummy! <laughs> 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 it was my first rodeo. Yeah, well, I mean, you went into a kickboxing match, 
And before the kickboxing match in K1, you said you never thrown a kick in your entire life. Now, that, was a, that was a pretty dumb move on my part. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, they talked me. They talked me into losing my virginity on prom night on that one. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was insane. I never, I, I never heard of a guy who never threw a kick in his life going to the highest right. level of, of of kickboxing and and just compete. That was, that was ins- I, I, I was flabbergasted. Well, you know, it's, uh, money will make you do some completely stupid things. <laughs> Now uh, let's get let's let's start from the beginning. So you were a wrestler in high school. You were a wrestler in college. Dan Severn was your coach, correct? In college, correct. he's assistant, assistant wrestling coach. My first year there at Arizona State. You know, Bobby Douglas. You know, greatest coach. You know, one of one of the greatest coaches of all time. You know, in collegiate history, Bobby was the head coach. You know, and uh, you know Dan, Dan and Bobby spent a lot of time with me, and. Uh, both of them would just shake their head at the end of the time. So, you know. <laughs> now, now you were a good wrestler. I mean, you, you were a. Uh, did, 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 did you did you place in college? Were you uh, all American or? No, I always I always petered out there at the end. Um, you know, I uh, where I screwed up. My goal was to be on the team. You know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of and, that happens a lot. That was a, yeah. You you gotta set your goals higher than just make the team. And uh, that was my problem. Is uh, everybody else that had set their goals higher, and I was I was happy where I was at. So well, I mean, still, I mean, wrestling for a Division One Oklahoma State—that's I mean, Arizona State—that's still a, a pretty high goal. But then you, then you, tra- you you transferred to OKC, uh, and then you wrestled with Randy Couture, correct? Correct. Correct. Now, uh, were, you in, were you were you and Randy close? Nope, not at all. <laughs> Now, Dana White said that Randy Couture is not a good guy uh, and that anybody that knows him will will vouch for that. Is that true? Wait, wait, wait. You're in that one back <laughs> Okay, according to Dana White, he recently said that Randy Couture is not a good guy and anybody that knows Randy will back up those allegations. Is that true? That's kind of like the pot calling the kettle black, ain't it? <laughs> Hilarious. I mean, that's a lot of people say that. That's, that's, that's the opinion of a lot of people. Uh I per I personally like I personally like both of them, so I I can't really. Uh, but I was just wondering since you since you knew Randy so well, uh, if you would have a opinion on that. Um, I guess, <laughs> um, I, uh, all right. Next I question. Know, I don't know Randy well, and uh, you know I'm just to joke. I was just joking about Dana. Uh, <laughs> Black because I'm not defending uh, Randy in front of Dana and uh, Randy and I were on the same team in Oklahoma State but we weren't teammates okay let's put it that way uh. I, I wasn't I wasn't teammates with anybody I you know I had just got married um, I, so it was the beginning of a bad marriage and uh, you know my last year of wrestling and uh, I wasn't close to anybody we just uh, just Punching the clock, you know. I mean, I, I, I didn't know anybody outside the wrestling room or the, or the uh, wrestling event. Yeah, I got you. So you're kind of a, a, a lone gunman on the uh, team. Well, you know, we were all a bunch of singular assholes. So let's <laughs> so do it. <laughs> yeah. So then, so then you go into fighting. You had your first pro boxing match, which you won in in like thirty seconds. Correct. I think like fifteen. You know, I, I had eight. Eight matches, eight pro boxing matches. 
And you want? No, it was forty-five. Forty-five seconds. I busted, busted the guy's ribs. You know, with the left, left hook. You know, so. Damn. Yeah, now, now, why? How come you didn't stick with boxing? Well, like I said, I was in a bad marriage. That was uh, second, third year of my uh, failed marriage. And you know, if you're not getting support from the wife, and you're getting you're having a hard time at home from the wife and the mother-in-law. Uh, you know, things just aren't good. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, a woman, you know, we've all said it, a woman will make or break you, you know? So then and uh, that's where it is. That's what happens. And, uh, you know, neither one of us are right for each other. Yeah, well, that happens, man. That, that definitely happens. So then... Yeah, so, we both married, both married the wrong person. That's what <laughs> <laughs> but so then you take a job as a, a firefighter and a, T, and, a, and a EMT, and then you go into UFC, and then you get fired from being a firefighter, right? Because they didn't know what UFC, the, what mixed martial arts was, and they wouldn't let you go back? Right. Um, um, the fire chief, Jack Ernest, was a great guy, man, a really great guy. You know, he went to bat for me, you know, because uh, in order to fight in UFC 8, I, I used up my lead and I traded shifts, you know, with the good boys. And everybody's real supportive. And um, come UFC 9, I asked, you know, for a leave of absence. And so Jackie went to the um, uh, city manager. And that's where it all went south because this, this, this asshole was a fan of John McCain's. And John McCain, being the douchebag he was, he was trying to shut the UFC down at the time. And so uh, the same manager refused me the time off, so I had to make the choice. You know, I could either uh, stay a fireman. And um, at that time, I think I was making about $5, $5.25 an hour, you know? Yeah. Um, came out to about $24,000 a year, something like that. And I could do that, or I can go... You know, roll my dice, take my chances with the fight game, and make fifty thousand dollars a night. I think you made the right choice. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so you said so you, you 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 go into the UFC eight. You just destroy everybody. Your like first tournament. You just beat everyone in like within one minute. You're just knocking fools out left and right. Uh, uh, you're you're eight and zero going into the the uh, Mark Coleman fight. Uh, and then Mark Coleman was the, the first guy to beat you. Uh, what was it about Mark Coleman? Was it just his 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 size and his power that that like that was the hardest thing for you to handle? Well, that yeah, that you know, I mean, you know, he's a world caliber wrestler, so you know, and one of the strongest bastards we've ever touched, you know. So that and that makes a hell of a difference. And you know, like like we all 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 champions get cocky. And uh, they don't train as hard, you know, because they, they they believe the press clippings. You know, you know, you start reading your old press clippings and believing them, you're in trouble. And I didn't train as hard for that fight. And that day, I woke up sick. And uh, come nighttime, fight time, I went started going downhill after the first couple matches. And that that when it was time to go out there, uh, you know, after my second match, you know, I looked around to see see if I, you know, I was going to step out and uh, look around at the alternates and there's no way I could send one of them babies out there, you know, like a babe in the woods. So I, guess, well, I better man up, just go out there and take my beating. And that's pretty much what happened, you know, going goddamn near put me to the cemetery. 
<laughs> now, I mean, now, do you think? That, I mean, you got, you were fighting four times a night. Do you think that the guys today aren't as tough as as the guys were back then? Uh, well, you're only fighting three times a night. Three times a night. I mean, Regardless, still, if you're fighting more than once a night, you're yeah. a tough son of a bitch. <laughs> Let's not get caught, you know. Uh, it was only three, not four. All right, all right three times a night. But do, you, do you think the guys were tougher back then? Well, you know, they're... they're yeah, I think, I think just like the whole goddamn country. The whole country's gone soft. And it's been feminized to the point of lunacy. And... Uh, you know, back then we were all tougher mentally and physically. We we were probably ten, fifteen years older than what you have now. You know, I mean, you got a bunch of guys. When I was fighting, you know, the average guy was in his thirties, and um, because those are guys that knew what the hell was going on in their life and knew what the hell to experience, how to expect out there in the UFC. You know, the first couple of UFCs, no one knew what was going on. And uh, then they started casting on. Stan Severn walked out there, you know. Chemo walked out there. You know, put the boots to Gracie. Gracie's tough enough to hang on to it. You know, I mean, very impressive fighter he was. And uh, then it just started changing. You know, guys, guys started getting younger. And, and now, uh, you know, you had my 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 run at the title. You had Combs run the title. And then they, they buried the UFC for a few years and then uh, came back with uh, the Fertitta brothers and they had a lot more money to throw into it. And people had already started these MMA gyms and with these younger guys. And so now you're getting young athletes in their 20s and, and things like that, you know, whereas what, what, what boxing used to be. Right. When when you were in the in your prime... Were you doing like camps like they do now, where they're t- spending like two months in in a training camp getting ready and and all that, or were you just like doing your own thing? And when it was come come time to fight, you just fight. Oh fuck no! We we spent training camps. I mean, you know, we were basically in a training camp almost all year long because we would fight every two and a half three months. You know, and uh, after a fight, where if you did not if you did not get hurt take two weeks to recover, okay? If you did get hurt, you're way behind the eight ball. Um, you know, because uh, within a, a couple of weeks, you're signing your name to the next fight. So, you know, you have to take two weeks off. Uh, if you weren't injured, if you did have, you had to get injured, you have to take that time off, and then you had to, boom, jump right back into the training camp. How, how much did uh, uh, how much did your ankle hurt when uh, Tank, I mean, when, uh, when Ken Shamrock was uh, cranking on it? Oh hell, yeah! There's only uh, hairline fraction on both ankles, you know. That, now, that small, small tear in my meniscus. Now, when 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 you fought uh, Gilbert Ivel and he was ranking your eyes, uh, <laughs> how? What what, what 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 was that like? I mean, did, could you could you even see? I mean, <laughs> it looked like a. Terry Funk versus Rick Flair, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, it really was. I mean, you went to take the guy down, he just put his his hands, you had taken, what, five years off, you come back to the UFC, your first fight, and the guy takes his hands and just starts raking your eyes. And you're looking at him like, what what the hell are you doing? Uh, yeah. Stop, please stop, please. Or, <laughs> I'm going to ask the referee to stop the fight. Oh. <laughs> was he using his nails, like scratching you? It, yeah. 
He was yeah, He was like he's deep in there in the second knuckles, man. Jeez. He got disqualified for eye gouging. That was uh, that was well, the official. And hanging onto the ropes, you know. And hanging on. Now and he's doing everything, everything he could to to, to win that fight. God bless him. It was a fight. That's the thing, you know. Uh, it was a fight, so you didn't see any bitch about it. You know, the uh, referee said, you know, they they pulled me over in the corner. They said, "You okay?" And I said, "I can't, I can't see, I can't see." And I go, "Shut up, Fry." You know, I mean, that's 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 when a fighter a fighter starts complaining, he's out of the fight completely. You know, I mean, it happened to Tyson when Tyson and Holyfield, you know, they both leave with their heads, you know, so when they headbutt each other, Tyson complained about it, and he was out of the fight, you know, and you watch any fight, as soon as he starts complaining, they left the level that they're supposed to be at to, to, to fight, you know, now they're in a, in a victim stage, they're whining, they're complaining, they're looking for the referee to save them, you know, so as soon as I said, you know, I can't see you, I told myself, shut the hell up, you're in a fight, boy, get after it. Yeah, you know, that, and that was a, that was the best damn thing that happened, you know, for Gilbert Ivo to welcome me back into the fight world with that with that shit, you know, because like you said, I'd taken four years off and had fun playing pro wrestler and uh, forgot what it was like to be a real man. <laughs> <laughs> now you uh, you fought Mark Hall, uh, you you beat him uh, you beat him twice. Uh, now the the actually the. The second time you beat him, or uh, the third time you beat him, he, he he claims that you offered him money. You and you and you and your manager offered him money to take a dive. Uh, is there any kind of truth to that? He can suck my dick. <laughs> you heard it here first. Huh? <laughs> no, uh, uh, please elaborate. There's no, there's no, there's no fucking truth to that. I never saw Mark. Mark calling in between fights at all. Never saw him until we were in the cage. You know, um, be a man, take your ass kicking, and move on. Right. I, I know. I mean, come on. It's not like, I mean, you already beat the guy twice. Why would you need to pay the guy to... Right. You know, it's like pro wrestling. It's only fake when you lose, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> now, going into your fight against Tank Abbott, uh what now? What did now? You obviously knew about Tank's reputation. You knew how how tough he was. Were you concerned at all about Tank Abbott's power? Uh, tell us about that fight. Of course, man. I mean, anybody with any common sense who had seen uh, Tank fight, you know, knew that he came to kill. You know, <laughs> and you, <laughs> you, you fuck. Why he bench press six hundred pounds? And uh, you know, Tank was game. He was. He was a solid wrestler in high school on the junior college. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think uh, they had Jesse, uh, shit, I can't remember, but they had a professional, you know, the UFC was putting their money on tanks, so they had a professional trainer go over there and train him, you know. And he wasn't just some guy who got off a of bar stool. That's just, you know, uh, PR bullshit. Hey. Tank was in the best shape of his life for our fight. I mean, you saw he almost killed that, that goofball, you know, in the second round. You know, looked looked like a dummy if somebody cut the uh, <laughs> strings off. You know, get the guy crumpled. Yeah, you're a big guy, yeah, man. Yeah. At that point, Tank was outweighing you by probably like twenty pounds, twenty five pounds, something like that. No, I think he had forty five fifty. Cause God, I, I I went in there at two twenty. If he was like two seventy five, two eighty. Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah, thanks a, thanks a man. Thanks a man. Jeez. 
Yeah, Tank That's is a big dude. Holy smoke! Now, um, now, how do you feel about the uh, about the whole TRT issue and guys taking steroids? Uh, you know, were, was it as uh, ran, obviously a lot of people say back in Pride, a lot of those guys were juicing. Did you see a lot of that? Did you experience a lot of that? Tell us about that. Did you oh, do yeah, a lot of that? You walk in a locker room and see needles hanging out people's asses all the time. <laughs> Come on. Come on. How are you supposed to know about that? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? If you're a fighter, fight. Yeah. You know that? If, if you're going to complain, put a goddamn apron on the sea in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't you think it is? I mean, it kind of has to be either all legal or not legal. And some of these loopholes guys are finding, it gives guys an unfair advantage. You know what? If, if you're a real fighter and you're going to beat them, then beat them. Don't, don't worry about them being one pound over yeah. or using steroids or, you know, having a tattoo uh, on, their, on their chest, you know, and, or, you know, they had... He had uh, some kind of feng shui symbol on his shorts and hypnotized me. And uh, I, I, I couldn't fight him then, you know. <laughs> I mean, he, says he's got, he says he's got more excuses than Obama does. Come on. Now, now, by the way, speaking of Obama, I read that you don't think he was born in the U.S. No, not a, not a bit. So, not a bit. He so, never produced a birth certificate. And, you know, he's, he's hiding behind it. I don't believe that guy, no. So where he do you think he was born in in uh, Kenya? That's that's your issue with him. Yeah, that's it. I mean, look how he acts. You know, he's not an American. You know, he, he does not does not have the United States in his best interest. Come on, I mean, the guy's done a lot of things. He's really like what? Well, uh, he. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, but no, I mean, he uh, he he helped the re- recovery process uh, with the whole uh, uh, f- uh, fixing the ba- <laughs> with, with the whole bailout seemed to work. He um, he's pulling our troops out of Afghanistan. He uh, he's you know we're he, running we're running with our fucking tail between our legs, okay? And we're leaving billions of dollars of equipment over there. He he's trying to cover his ass on. He's helping with the recovery. What recovery? He spent billions of dollars, and we're still in a recession four years after he spent all that money. I'll tell you what. Where's my shovel-ready project he was claiming? I'll tell you what. There's there's a drought out in the western United States, and there's always a flood um, in in the Mississippi River in, in the mid, Midwest every spring. Why don't you build an aqueduct system to take all that flood water um, from the Midwest to ship it to the West, and then you make a make a lake, and then there's billions of gallons that can help the people in the West. So back at Tank Abbott. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so what? What, what, what do you think about the about the hostage swap that recently happened? I think I think we we just fucked ourselves. You know, uh, we we traded five high level leaders. You know, for for one goddamn. Uh, Half half a sergeant who uh, they think actually defected and walked off his post. Yeah, that's and, uh, we, we we fucked ourselves. A lot of people, a lot of people feel the same way you do. I personally think Obama. Uh, I think he's doing a good job. I mean, my uh, I'm, I'm 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 doing better than I was four years ago. <laughs> so, so, how old are you? How old am I? I'm 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 36. 
Okay, so you're 16 then? Yes, I'm 36. I would think, I would think you, would do, you would do better when you're 36 <laughs> than when you were 16. Living a, uh, riding a bicycle, living in your parents' house. You better have improved. <laughs> yes, that's good. Well, yeah, you're a no-nonsense guy, and I respect that about you. You're a, a, a libertarian, correct? No, I'm conservative, but you know, I'm a constitutional, constitutionalist. No, and I totally, I totally respect your point of view, and I understand it. Personally, I think Obama gets a lot of flack, a lot of the things that he tried to pass in the government. The Congress wouldn't let him. Uh, and, you know, I think he— Because you're, you're not a leader. You're not a leader. If he was a leader, you know, he would be able to talk these guys into it. All, all he does is he stomps his foot and holds his breath until he gets his way. So you think Mitt Romney would have been better? Oh my God! By far, Romney's you know he's ran so many businesses and he's made them um, kept them uh, producing, kept them in the in the red, and you know making money. So so you've got you know you lay off a thousand people to to keep five thousand people working. You know that's that's life. That's better than uh, sacrificing the whole country. You know just better than giving up one one um, weak sergeant. Who uh, was a traitor for uh, five, uh, you know, five leaders? Yeah, I know. I don't agree with that. I think that's a bad move, especially uh, in Gitmo. I mean, if those guys were in, in in Guantanamo Bay, and they say those were the five, you know, extremely dangerous people. I'm not sure about you know negotiating with hostages, <laughs> that that kind of a thing. I I do terrorists. They, they never lived so good in all their life in Gitmo. Come on, you're on the beach in Cuba. You get, you get to read, you get to drink, you, know, you, get, you get all kinds of food, you get better, better medical. Food I was in, I was in Gitmo, and they told us, they told us the exact same thing. Yeah, they, but, they but then, I, but then I looked in the in the cells, and the guys were yelling, "Help, help!" with like beards. So I don't know. I think it depends. I think it depends who you ask. Wait, you, you, everybody, everybody in prison is innocent, right? No, 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 definitely not, definitely not. No, I. You ask, you ask everybody in prison, they will tell you they're innocent. Yeah, of course. Of course they will. Okay. <laughs> of course they're going to stand there and yell help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You make, make a lot of good points, Fry. I think, I think you should... Have you thought about running for any kind of politics? No, I have too many skeletons in my closet, Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Get it out there. Get it out there? Yeah. Uh, I don't have the money. Let's see. Let's put it that way. Uh. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, I've been a dumbass my whole life. How's that? <laughs> Hey man, I don't think so. I think you're a you're an American hero. You're 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 a guy who you're a fighter. You have an opinion on things. You you're not afraid to speak your mind. That was pretty amazing after nine eleven uh, when 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 you had that shirt that said terrorists suck uh, <laughs> dur- during your weigh-ins that, during dur- during your fight. That was that that was that was, that was pretty awesome, dude. Well, and, I wanted to get a little bit more uh, graphic, but uh, everybody thought it probably wasn't proper. So, <laughs> <laughs> what did you want to say? Terrorists can suck my dick. <laughs> you should have put terrorists can suck my dick. Now, um, now you were also in the Godzilla movie. Yeah, the Godzilla Final Wars that they made back um, a decade ago. You know, it was the 50th year anniversary, and Ruhe Kenmurasan, you know, put me in it. He was a fan of mine from Pride, and I wrote a little spark in it for me. And, God bless him. I had a great time, man. I had a great time. Nice. <laughs> nice. Is that something you want to do more of acting? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's, and the food's great, man. Thank God. You know, I've been 
I've been privileged enough to work for Michael Mann three times, you know, and Miami Vice, Public Enemies, and then we did a, a commercial um, uh, uh, for Verizon, and it was it was great. Michael Mann treats you like a million dollars, you know, with all kinds of respect. You know, whether you're the top star or you're just an extra, Michael Mann treats you with respect, and then he expects that from everybody in his crew, you know, to treat everybody uh properly and um you know it's a lot different than than the fight game let me tell you that yeah yeah I, I that's what a lot of people say a lot of fighters are getting into acting now uh that fight you had against takayama was probably one of the greatest fights i've ever seen in my life it was it was a pretty much like a hockey fight it was just you guys <laughs> holding each other's heads and punching each other for what seemed to be 10 minutes. I mean, it was less than that, but it was insane. What's going now? I, I what's going through your head when you're punching him? Are you wondering why he's the why, guy's he, fist. why he's not falling down? You bet your ass. I was, man. I was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I, was, I was looking for the, for the uh, pole, you know, they shoved up his ass. to keep him standing. You know, I can, I can figure it out. Cause I was hitting him so hard and man, you know, it was going through my, my wrist and my elbow to my shoulder to my hip to my ankle. You know, I could, I could feel every joint in my body every time I hit him. And he, you know, he didn't back away. That guy's a man. <laughs> yeah, that was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I could watch that all day. Now, I got to say, though, before that fight, before that fight, you were 15-1. Uh, and one. Uh, and then before the, Frank, the Ken Shamrock fight, you were 14-1. and one. Then you went 5-8-1 and one over your next 14 fights. Do you think that that fight took too much out of you? Which one? Uh, uh, either. But the, uh, the uh, Taki, it's almost sometimes like they say one fight, a fight like that could, t- could really almost like not, it could really take a lot out of you. Suck the life out like, of you. Like you're never the same after that fight. Yeah, the Shamrock fight took it out of me, you know, I was just, I don't know about him, but I've never been the same since, you know, um, you know, the Shamrock fight was a hell of a fight, and I remember before the Takayama fight and before the Shamrock fight, you know, I went to the, um, I went to the medical personnel to say, I gotta take a bike again, my back hurts, and, you know, I thought from the pro wrestling, from being a fireman, from being a horseshoer, you know, from more riding motorcycles, dirt bikes when I was a kid, you know, riding horses. I, I thought, you know, all right, my life's catching up to me. You know, my back hurts. And uh, so that was like, what, 2002, 2003, something like that. And uh, so I started taking bike again, you know, and I got on it because I just thought my back hurt. I was getting older, you know, and had a, had a hell of a life. That's, that's the consequence. And come to find out, you know, I was walking around, uh, was basically broken back, you know, for <laughs> all those years, just too dumb to know it, you know. And uh, finally, May 2010 and May 2011, I had five back surgeries, and then uh, just about a year ago, I had my sixth, and they fused ten vertebrae on me. Oh my so, God! So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't understand. You know, that's why, you know. Um, the Takayama fight, you know, I stood there stiff, you know, just throwing arm punches. <laughs> I had a, had a bad right shoulder and I had a bad back, you know. Have you had, and, now, have you had sex at all with five backs or you just lie there? I mean, how hard is that to have sex with your wife? That must be brutal. 
I was getting complaint letters from her, you know. Really nasty, really, really nasty emails. So He's like, come on, John, put your back into it. <laughs> God damn it, I know you can do better. <laughs> I know you can do better. <laughs> God, man, you're you're a classic. You're a classic, man. He's a man's man. You really are, dude. You're like a a throwback almost. Now the, you're not even that old, though. You're such a legend that you would seem. I think you, it would almost appear like you would be older, but you're not, you're not even fifty yet. Nah, twenty nine, baby, twenty nine. Now, now the the uh, the uh, James Thompson fight, and now uh, know James Thompson. That's the guy that fought Kimbo with the ear. Yeah, jug- uh, not uh, the juggernaut. The uh, what's it? What, uh, the I don't know his name. James is. Thompson. That fight, he he soccer kicked you twice while you were down. Now, when you get soccer kicked in the face, is it, does your head just ring for like the next three weeks? Partner, I don't remember. You know, I mean, I was. Um, uh, Stephen Quadros, I, I, I like Stephen. He's a, he's a good, good guy. He's got a buddy of mine. But uh, sometimes I feel like he set me up for that one. You know, coming over four days before and talking me into taking a fight. So I'm going to kick him in the balls next time I see him. But you know, I mean, there again, I came back from that one, and I told, I told, you know, I was doing that, that IFL thing, and I told everybody, hey. Might as well break up and go back to where you live and find another training partner because I can't do it anymore. My back really is messed up now. And um, like I said, I didn't understand how bad it was, you know. I just thought it was sore, you know. But, um, yeah, I just I couldn't. Uh, you know, I see he runs across, and I hit him with the left hook, and he goes down, and I'm standing there looking at him. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't go down. I just, you know, I... I couldn't go down on him. That sounds bad, doesn't it? <laughs> wow. Holy shit. I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't drop to my knees. I, I couldn't shoot a double. I mean, I was, I, all I could do is just stand there, uh, stand there and uh, watch the fight happen. That's crazy. That is crazy. Well, hey, uh, listen, man. Don Fry, it was an honor having you on the show. You're, you're honestly, you're a guy that I look up to so much, man. And, uh, you know, I uh, I honestly think you should run for office. I would vote for you. You and Jesse Body Ventura. Huh? You and Jesse Ventura. I thought you were on the other side of the aisle, partner. <laughs> <laughs> I would vote for you. Now, uh, one of the one of the reasons uh, one of the people one of the people that helped you get on this uh, helped us get you on the show was uh, Sean Jacoby. Uh, you're going to be a part of a huge pro wrestling show in San Diego. Coming up, it's yeah. you, Ric Flair, Bill Goldberg, Roddy Roddy Piper are all going to be there at Harris Resort in Southern California. Yeah. Terry Funk, don't forget Terry. And Terry Funk at the American yeah. American Icon Autographs House of Hardcore. Uh, it's at 777 Harris Resort, Southern California on June 14th. You're going to be there on June 14th. Mean Gene Okerlund's going to be there. Mean Gene. He's hosting a, a Q&A with the very select wrestlers. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of matches. Tommy Dreamer with Terry Funk is taking on Matt Hardy versus and Reb, with Rebby Sky versus uh, uh, Carlito Colon in an extreme tables, ladders, and chairs match. Oh, my God. It's uh, Mil Mascaris versus Aaron Aguilera. The Young Bucks versus Bad Influence. Chavo Guerrero Jr. versus Matt Stryker. Mike Bennett with Maria Canelis uh, versus Lance Storm. And you're going to be there. 
you're gonna be there uh, on Sunday, right? And me, yeah, and me. Start <laughs> <laughs> all those great names to go. Oh yeah, and Don Fry. No, Don Fry. Don Fry is a guy that I would I, I go to the most actually. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. I mean, you're no, I mean, no offense. I, I love Bill Goldberg yeah. and those guys, but you're the guy the most on June on June Sunday, June fifteenth, America, and you'll be there. Uh, there will be one or two wrestlers. You can have breakfast with some of the wrestlers. Uh, and it confirmed it's, it's you, Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, Bill Goldberg, Terry Funk, Tommy Dreamer, Bob Holly, Don Fry, Ron Simmons, The Sandman, Eric Bischoff, Chavo Guerrero, uh, Matt Stryker, and a bunch of other guys. They're all the Wild Samoans. They're all going to yeah, be I love there. The Guerrero, the Guerrero family, man. What a great family of wrestlers Guerreros are, huh? Yes. My God, just amazing. You know, I mean. I was lucky, you know, I worked with Chavo and Eddie. I didn't work with them, but we were on the same tours over there, you know, in New Japan for wrestling. And with uh, Chris Benoit, you know, Chris Chris was a friend of mine. Wow. You know, God bless him. I don't know what happened last 48, 72 hours of his life. But before that, you know, he was a great guy. You know, God bless him. And just, in fact, we, we all have a point, I guess, you know. And, um, but, you know, he's, he, he was my friend and Excuse me, I've never turned my back on him, you know, when it comes to, you know, an interview about him. Um, I just think, uh, you know, like I said, we all have a point. And uh, unfortunately, he had his, you know. Eddie was a great guy, man. Eddie's just a fantastic human being, you know. Um, and Bill, I just did Bill's podcast a couple of days ago. Um, what is it, Bill Goldberg, who's next? You know, it was a great time. So, and then uh, I got to get lined up to do Roddy's podcast here. Oh, that's awesome. I love Roddy, Roddy Piper. It's one of my favorites. Oh, is he a blast or what? The guy's a blast. Yeah, uh, he is a blast. I've done a number of shows, comedy stand-up comedy shows. When he showed up up in Portland, he showed up like two nights in a row and got up on stage and just told hilarious wrestling stories. That happened to me at, uh, in L.A. Yeah, Roddy Piper was awesome. Uh, so, yeah, so you're going to be there. Uh, Bill Goldberg, Ric Flair will be there. Uh, where can people find you on Twitter or your website? What could, what could, anything you can uh, plug? Yeah, com is my website. And um, I think my Twitter's um, at DonFryFighter. Um, my wife uh, is going to, let's see, Vimeo or none of that Vimeo. I don't know. I just screwed it all up. <laughs> um, Snapchat. <laughs> what's that? Snapchat. Snapchat. Does your wife do Snapchat? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Molly's the one of the brains in the operation here, not me. You know, so. Um, but yeah, Don Bright Tom, at Don Bright Fighter. Um, yeah, we'll just shoot, shoot, me, shoot me something and, and I'll, I'll give you a lie back. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So we will uh, we'll have you anytime you want to come on, man. We'd love to have you. It's a pleasure. Now, do you live in LA or Arizona? Or? I'm splitting time between the two, partner. Um, are you gonna Are you gonna be at the autograph thing? Yeah, I'm definitely gonna try to be there. Uh, and then I'm also um, I'm also we're both comedians in LA. So anytime you want to come to a show, and if you ever want to do stand up, I'd love to have you open up, man. Uh, you... <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, cool. That sounds great. I'll write I'll write my three jokes on my hand. You know. <laughs> I think you'd be great. I think you would kill it, man. I think you would kill it. Well, uh, well, thanks a lot, Don Fry, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Okay, thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, man. Take care. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. 
Well, that was that was Don Fry, the legend. I wasn't prepared for a, a political debate. Right. I, I was like, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't have my facts about Obama. I felt like I was like, oh man, I, I would have liked to. Yeah, if you're not studying and you're up on it, then you can get caught off guard. And yeah, make I it got, seem like he's like. <laughs> <laughs> I got completely caught off guard. I was, th- I'm like back at Tank Abbott. <laughs> right. <laughs> With Obama, I feel like he's just like like someone to, like George Bush went into the bathroom and took a huge nasty dump, and then Bush, uh, Barack Obama goes into the bathroom, and everybody's blaming him for the smell. That's 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 a good analogy. That's sort of <laughs> I don't know a little bit. I mean, he didn't walk into a fantastic country. You know, I think I think getting us out of these wars and uh, and helping fix the, rec- the economy, and and I think he is trying to pass Obamacare. It's, it's a it's, it is a flawed system, but I think his his interests are in the right place, and he's he seems to be working as that. Look at him now, as opposed to where he was. He looks like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> Giving him look like Elder Bars. I, I like mean, the guy, Fred Sanford. The guy is busy. I mean, I mean, George Bush. Every time he was, he was always taking reading to kids or taking naps or, or uh, you know, every day Just, ended at like seven o'clock. I remember before they're like, why do we? Why do you go to Iraq? Well, I went in the backyard and I spoke to God. Like that's not the no, he, no he smoked no, weed. No like, offense, but that's not the guy that like I really want running the country. The guy right. goes in the backyard and talks to the sky. You know, so it's just you know. <laughs> what do you the, want me to do? At least Obama, I feel like we have an intellectual you know human being uh very very well educated guy running the country and i understand but i understand don's point of view and and uh, you know that's what makes america great we can all have point of views that's right well people that was our show hopefully you enjoyed it as much as i did uh thank you tank scoggins thank you don fry yeah uh thank you dj shrope thank you fox sports uh thank you t-rex where, you, where you, are you gonna be Adam. Uh, I am going to be at John Lovitz on Friday night, um, 10 o'clock show. Come down to John Lovitz at Universal Studios, uh, Universal City Walk, and check me out at 10 o'clock. And this week, I will be at the Comic Strip in Edmonton, uh, Canada, at the, um, the biggest mall in the world, the, Edmonton, the West Edmonton Mall. It's, uh, I'll be there all week, uh, tomorrow night through Sunday. A huge food court. <laughs> food court. Dozens of food courts. I'll be at the food court yeah, performing. Uh, but hopefully, uh, yeah. So thank you guys for... You can follow me at MMA Roasted or at Adam Comedian or AdamHunter.com. Thank you so much and take care.